Welcome to Conversate, our podcast where we engage in conversation. On this week's episode, I, Aaron, and Kevin uh, have a conversation about David some more and uh, how David helps point us towards Jesus. And in doing so, obviously, we end up talking about Christmas and share some of our uh, favorite uh, Christmas songs and traditions. And Well, we just have a really good time in this conversation. And so we hope that you enjoy your time with us as well. And as always, take something from this conversation and apply it to your own conversations as well. We really hope you enjoy it. Hey, Kevin. Morning, dude. Top of the morning. You know, I thought that we've been talking about switching up locations maybe at some point mm-hmm. for, for the podcast and maybe 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 we'll build like an official set for this podcast and get you know really real and make it seem legit and official yeah but then we talked about maybe we should just switch it up and do it outside every once in a while and i thought about doing that today but it's just a little bit windy if you don't know we're well we're filming this on the first uh First good snow day in the UP of 2021. So last year, your first winter up here, Kevin, you didn't, uh, we didn't get much snow like at all. It was lowly and mild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like other Christmas stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Last year was, yeah, it was light. Um, I, I mean, I will say we got that one nice snow in like October. I don't know if you remember Did that. No. Mm-hmm. It was October because I was, it was like all of us went straight to the window, you know, in our house and we're like, snow oh. <laughs> you know it's so surprising uh molly had some friends in town are visiting they're just loving it because they're like oh my gosh can't believe it's snowing already yeah uh but this year i mean this year we've kind of held out for a long time yeah, i think so you know i mean i don't know there there's there's been a, a number like more than one even christmas eve where there's still been a little bit of grass poking out. Really? In the okay. Eleven years that I've been been here. I basically just in my mind, like every time, like before moving up here, yeah. since moving up here and talking to people, I just yeah. imagine this place is like you know, like where the abominable snowman lives yeah, or something. Well, you would hope so. <laughs> Some years though, like the, I, I just I remember like when when uh, Marcus, our youth director, he and his wife came for the first year. So that was 2016 that winter. That was a record-breaking December. So just in December, I think we had almost like 180 inches or something. Oh just my in December. Gosh. I was like, well, yes, <laughs> this is fantastic. I got to say, there is something like when it's snowing out and the wind's blowing like it is today. Yeah. There's like a liveliness to it. It really, oh. it actually energizes me. I, I, you were in the right place yeah. then, Kevin. You know, like, <laughs> going out, I mean, moving snow, like it's fun. It's kind of invigorating, yeah. you know? I'm glad it's it's a good thing that you like it everywhere else i've lived like for at least the months of you know like january to beginning of march yeah. it's like so boring there's nothing going on i know it's just like gray yeah and, and kind of maybe kind of cold and yeah. it rains and stuff right like, who would, i don't know so we'll see how i feel you know in january to mid-march because yeah. <laughs> we're not there yet but yeah. uh as for the time being i'm, I'm enjoying it awesome yeah, yeah we we actually, I, I uh, stayed home a little bit extra this morning. We were supposed to, we had we had gotten our Christmas tree this weekend and it had been in the garage and we just hadn't gotten it inside. And mm-hmm. so I brought it inside last night. We got lights on it, but then, uh, so I stayed home this morning and uh, decorated the tree with the kids. Mm-hmm. And so we, 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 you know, kids had a snow day and stuff. So it was a little bit of, 
uh, little bit playing outside in the snow. And then uh, my son, Max, wanted to learn how to use the snowblower. So we were doing some snowblowing lessons. And then we came in and decorated the tree and put on Christmas music. It's been, it, it's been a fun day so far. Nice. Um, yeah, we did the whole yeah. tree thing this weekend, too. Actually, did we're it? still, uh, before I left the house today... I threw a bunch of cranberries in a, this doesn't sound like Christmas. Yeah. I threw a bunch of cranberries in a dehum or not dehum. I get dehumidifiers and dehydrator. Those two things. <laughs> I get them confused all the time. Um, but yeah, cranberries in the dehydrator. Cause we do this like we, we did it last year for the first time, but dried fruit. So cranberries yeah. and oranges. Okay. On the tree. Like literally it's like our ornaments. Like we'll wrap. We'll, oh. we'll put the cranberries. We'll like okay. thread them with a string yeah. and wrap our tree with it and then dangle. Uh, orange. It, it looks. It just looks very alive. Do you have any other ornaments? I mean, we have ornaments, but we don't use them. Oh, yeah. At least we didn't last year. There may come a season when you do. So, my wife and I, we had bought all these nice ornaments when we were first married, and so for our first number of years, that's what we had and stuff. Um, but now, I mean, we have we have well, we have four kids, but the three oldest ones, they've been they've been making ornaments mm. now for for years and stuff. Sure. We have a we have a fully loaded tree, and there's like part of it, like on a design. Like if you're if you're like a you know designer and your tree's got to look a certain way, like ours did not look like that at all. Um, but man, it's just it's really really cool to see their their excitement um, about this about about like Christmas and their anticipation and stuff. And I mean, just seeing their old ornaments and ones that they made mm. years ago, and they're talking about it, and they remember it, uh, but. We actually have we have multiple manger scenes as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know four or five. Right, yeah, like little kid ones and some some nicer ones and stuff. But uh, most of them are like for the kids. And so last night I got those out because we didn't we didn't have time to decorate the tree, but they had time to look at those. And so they were they were, they they set them all up, and then they were playing like playing Christmas. Uh, so taking the pieces and and basically enacting the Christmas story and stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm like, ah, this is really this is really cool. And I mean, they're just like, Christmas is the best. Christmas is the best. Um, and I, I mean, I told them, I was like, man, you guys really know, you know the Christmas story really well. And then I patted myself on the back. And I was like, I must be doing a good job, you know. Just, <laughs> but it's pretty, it, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so just a fun fun season. Obviously, having some snow helps, but. That's- are you a are you a Christmas music guy? I am. Yeah. Do you do you have any rules about when you can start listening to Christmas? I music? have no rules. I'd listen to Christmas music in July. You, you know? would. Yeah. yeah. Why not? You know. But I'm my a, wife has rules, so I, I abide by them. Yeah. What's her rule? Post Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes, I knew I liked Molly. <laughs> yeah. How about you? Yeah, post Thanksgiving. Oh, okay, Actually, good. we'll do it. Uh, I'm I'm cool with it. Like in the latter half of the day of Thanksgiving. You know what? I actually asked for that this year, and, yeah. it, and it was granted. It was granted. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll even like put on a Christmas movie, <laughs> movie like later on in the yeah. evening on Christmas uh-huh. or on Thanksgiving. The, on Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. We wait till Christmas to <laughs> celebrate Christmas. I know this Christmas is Advent, right? Twenty fifth. Yeah. You know, it's funny. That's when Marcus uh, recently he was talking about uh, to the confirmation students that we're not actually in the Christmas season, right? Which feels backwards to say. I know. But I, I suppose we should probably. Hey, let's. Let's move into this season that we're in. Yeah. Let's talk about some Bible stuff. Yeah. Well, we were already. It was Christmas. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, uh, in your in your sermon this last Sunday, we were mm-hmm. talking about David still, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we will be for for another week still. But um, in in his life and David's 
life, you actually made some connections between David's life and and Christmas and Jesus' life, and it's pretty fascinating when you when you look at that. You know how how everything lines up. Do you want to point out some of those things that you were noticing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the one that really stands out to me, especially is uh, uh, and so just to orient you, listeners, right? We're talking about David. He's king in Israel. And, uh, um, you know, he's set up in a house. I don't know. He was like a tent. It's just a house, I guess. Sounds like a nice spot, though. Yeah. But David's in a house. He wants to build God a house. He wants to build God a temple. I uh, forgot to dwell because God's been dwelling in uh, the Ark of the Covenant, which is like in the tabernacle, right? right? Which is that moving kind of uh, uh, a tent dwelling place where God's presence was. And, and he had the people build it way back in Mount Sinai times. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, you know, honestly, that to me is I never really thought about, so like we talk about the incarnation, right? Yeah. Which is typically, if you hear the word incarnation, talk about Jesus coming to earth, right? Because that's what incarnate means. Uh, in, flesh. in flesh, yeah. In yeah. Flesh. So God getting fleshed out, yeah. you know? Uh, but like, I mean, the incarnation talks about the reality of Jesus becoming flesh, God becoming flesh in Jesus, coming to earth. But I think a lot of times when we talk about the incarnation, we're also often alluding to Jesus, like his communion with us, mm-hmm. his unity with us, his sympathizing with us, like him being with us, essentially, Emmanuel, right? right? God with us. Um, and that Ark of the Covenant, the tabernacle, that was kind of like the Old Testament version of the incarnation in a way. Yeah. I mean, God wasn't fleshed out, right. but he was with his people. Right. Like tangibly. Right. And uh, I didn't talk about this that much in the sermon, but like, um, so David, you know, like he's in a house, but he's the king of Israel. All right. So if the king is in a house, probably not everyone else is in houses, right. you know, right at this same time. Because typically a king is going to have a higher status, right, right, than his people. So like things are stabilizing. The Philistines have been fought and defeated and all this. But most of these Israelites are probably still, I mean, slumming it, you know, mm. not in strong structures that are like, yeah, we're here for the long haul, you know, like they've been <clears throat> warring back and forth. A lot of the guys are probably not even in their like households with people because they were in the the war camps, yeah. you know. Um, and so God, David comes to God and is like, wants to build him a house. And God's like, no, and he says no to David. And part of it is he wants to, he wants to stay uh, with and in the place of his people, which is in this tabernacle. He's not right. going to put himself above his people. Right. You know, the kind of guy we have is a guy who like comes and is with his people. Right. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, to me, that was like a big part of this connection to, to really Advent and to Jesus is uh, the Ark of the Covenant. It's almost like this shadow yeah. of what will be in Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, when he comes, comes to dwell with his people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think what's interesting about the God's presence when we talk about that, like God reveals himself to people in in tangible ways, but in ways that humans can understand mm. and grasp. But that does not mean that God is limited by the way that he chooses to reveal himself to us. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, yes, God is present in this Ark of the Covenant with the people there. And the ark is literally a box, but God is not a God who fits inside of a box. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, God is not, he's not boxed in by time or space or life or death or limits. Yeah. Any of this <laughs> stuff. But 
but we are bound by those things. Mm -hmm. So he comes and, and makes himself available to us in those ways that, that we can understand. So he does that in the, in the ark. He, he did it in the, in the tabernacle. He did, did it for the Israelites in the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Mm. Um, most fully, though, God reveals himself to us, like you said, in, in the person of Jesus. I mean, what, what better way for us to try to understand God or for God to reveal himself to us than, than by becoming like us? Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. There's nothing, nothing, nothing more that we really understand in this life than you know, humanity, because that's who we are, right? And so that's how, that's how God comes to us. Yet God is also not limited by flesh. Mm. You know, we actually see that. We actually see that in the life of Jesus when he demonstrates that he has power over earthly things, right? He Wind heals, and the waves. Yeah, he heals the <laughs> sick and the lame and the blind and the deaf. He raises the dead. He calms the storms. He, he, he does all these things, you know, demonstrating that he's, he's, he's not ultimately bound by time and space. He is God in yeah. the flesh. Um, but, but in that, what we learn is that, that our God, um, and the scriptures speak about this lots of different ways. We were just reading this morning in our staff devotions in the book of Hebrews. But Paul talks about this mm -hmm. like in, in Philippians uh, and in Corinthians, that, that God comes to suffer with us mm. and that our God is not a God who doesn't understand suffering, but he actually does understand suffering and pain and death. And he has overcome those things so that he can comfort us during our own suffering. And that's an incredible gift that God gives to us. Honestly, I mean, in my life, I think, God's presence and, and understanding of my my human frailty is one mm -hmm. of the I, I just I, it's one of the greatest gifts that I that I have from God I believe mm -hmm. you know just this presence I am I am with you always to the very end of the age I'm with you always you know and he's not asking me to make myself something else to appease him he's coming to mm -hmm. me in in my worst you know and that's that's an incredible gift yeah, and that's, I mean, it strikes me too just how different that is. Um, and, on, and on Sunday, I talked about how different that was from like even the gods of David's time, right? These people, the Egyptians who followed, you know, different gods like Ra. Uh -huh. But even in our day, you know, um, I think a lot of people's notions of Christianity or religion is this idea that you kind of got to clean yourself up, you got to do all these things. And then maybe you'll be worthy to enter into God's presence or something. Uh, and we just see the reverse over and over in the scriptures where it's not, I mean, I think of like the thief on the cross with Jesus, you know, mm. what has he done in his life to attain some sort of, you yeah. know, uh, uh, a time with Jesus, you know, right. to, to even have the uh, ability to talk to Jesus, you know, right. he wasn't worthy at all to, right. to bend Jesus ear to him. Right. Um, but he also knew that he recognized that. Right. right? But God is a God who comes down. Comes down, down to us uh, to meet us. And that's what, I mean, Christmas is all about, which is cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. It, David is a, he's a, he's a interesting character. I don't want to get ahead of, ahead of myself because we've got, we've mm. got more to go with David mm -hmm. um, next week. And I, I think that's already where my, sorry, where my head <laughs> is going because I'm preaching next, next week. But yeah, um, it, when we, 
it's just it's 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 I I love looking at like the genealogy stuff in the Bible. Um, I used to skip over uh, the genealogies, mm-hmm. the uh, boring parts. Yeah, <laughs> and sometimes I still do because you, you just go through and you're like, I don't I don't know I don't, what I'm I don't know any of these guys. Yeah, I don't know what I'm what I'm reading. <laughs> yeah, but in in Matthew's gospel, mm-hmm. in Matthew chapter one, when Matthew gives the genealogy of Jesus, now that is one. If if you've read a good portion of the the Old Testament, you can look at that one and you go, whoa, these people are in the lineage of Jesus. These people are in the lineage of Jesus. Yeah. You know, obviously David is mentioned, but the, the one that I'm already thinking about is, well, Matthew doesn't say it, but he says David, David's uh, wife the, or the wife of Uriah. Even I think Matthew says, does he? I, yeah, I think he, I'm going to look. Yeah, he even mentions. Yeah, sure. Do I um, mean, as you do it, you know, uh, just, just for a minute to pause and even think, because, um, yeah, it, it's cool to look back and see these names, right, yeah. and this genealogy. What to me is also crazy is that at the time of all of those historic stories, right, yeah. they were looking forward, not back, right? These, this was just life happening. And there's people out there, I mean, there's whole faith systems that don't believe that Jesus is the Messiah. But, like, they still hold to all these scriptures. And it's like, how can you not? You know, like, they're pointing to somebody. Yeah. They're moving to somebody, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Jesus, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, but yeah, okay. <laughs> Matthew mentions the, the wife of Uriah, which is, uh, Bathsheba who David has an adulterous relationship with, but mm. we'll, we'll talk more about that uh, next week. Like, but it's good to acknowledge, like, I mean, in, not to get ahead of ourselves, but I, I, I agree with you. David's an interesting character. One, two, he is a, he's a very worthwhile character to know. I mean, if you want to kind of know Jesus, yeah, know David, right? you know, cause well, you have to. I mean, how, how many times? I forget the count. I did a search on it, but mm. um, that Jesus is called the son of David mm-hmm. in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we just skip by that and we're like, yeah, son of David. Yeah, whatever. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> Jewish thing. The yeah. son of David. Like, yeah, why is he called the son of David? Well, because David's kind of a big deal. Yeah. You know? He's kind of the pre- like preeminent figure of Christ. Right. Um, maybe the maybe the one we would cl- most closely associate prior to Christ coming, yeah. and with what the what a, what the Messiah is, and maybe we should yeah. just pause there. Yeah, let's clear. do that because um, we talk about Jesus being the Christ, Jesus being the Messiah, mm-hmm. and these are. I'll just slow down real quick on terminology in case you don't know. Um, but Messiah is from the Hebrew language that the Old Testament is written in. Christ is from. The Greek language that the New Testament is written in. Messiah and Christ are the same the same word. And Messiah and Christ, therefore, um, actually, in the Hebrew, Messiah is the anointed one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and who would they anoint? They would anoint um, people designated for a purpose, for a, for a godly purpose. So kings were anointed. Mm-hmm. So David was anointed. David was actually anointed um multiple times he was anointed by samuel Mm. he was anointed uh as king of judah later on he was anointed as king over all of israel so it's basically a special kind of ceremony uh, where oil is poured on your head and you're 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 given in this presence so 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 there were basically in the old testament there were multiple messiahs Mm, anointed anointed ones yeah um 
But the promise given to David in 2 Samuel 7 mm-hmm. was the promise that through David's lineage, that there would not just be a temple built to God, but a, a dynasty. Did you use that word in your yeah. sermon? A dynasty or a, a family lineage mm-hmm. um, of, of a kingdom that would rule and reign forever and ever and ever. Yeah. So there would be this king who would come and sit on a throne and rule forever. So that's that's Jesus. That is... so. So when the in the Old Testament when they're talking about this promised Messiah, they actually know about this this promise through David's line mm-hmm. that there would be a kingdom that would last forever. So when Jesus comes and they call him a king, and yeah. when Pilate's calling him the king of the Jews and all this stuff, like mm-hmm. I mean, it's that's that's what they're talking about. Are you this king? Are you going to be this king? This this ruler? This promised the promised one, one. The promised one. Yeah. They don't know that that means fully that he's gonna like die and be the sacrifice for sins and rise from the dead like, yeah no one kind of saw that coming yeah <laughs> i mean the people closest to him the ones that jesus even said hey guys i'm gonna die yeah. i'm gonna rise yeah. yeah like still caught him off guard right yeah but but all the clues were there really in the scriptures and right. isaiah i think i mean i'm sure there's tons more we could look at but yeah. isaiah seems to be like at least in my mind you know one of those like very clearly talking about this one who's going to suffer. Yeah, suffer but even in yeah. the even in the prophecy there to uh, uh, to David and the promise from God, even there he says, "I'm going to discipline him with the rod of men." Uh, you know, yeah. and I think some interpreters just say, "Well, that's he's talking about Solomon at that point." You know, David's actual son and the yeah. next king who will be a Messiah, who yeah. will be an anointed one, yeah. right? Um, and, and Solomon's going to you know like endure punishment for his decisions or whatever, but. Clearly, Jesus yeah. gets disciplined as well, um, not of his own uh, iniquity, uh, but for ours. Yeah. Dude, the other thing I was just thinking of, too, is, like, you get all these promises here with David uh-huh. about this kingliness yeah. to come. But you also get that all the way back in Genesis, too, hmm. when uh, 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 not, is it Joseph? Joseph's one of the sons. He's one of the 12 sons. Who's their father? Uh, Jacob. Jacob. Jacob, when he blesses his sons... Right? So his sons are the 12 tribes of Israel, or become the 12 tribes of Israel. But when he blesses his son Judah, he says, the scepter will not depart from Judah, right? So, like, there's already this, like, hint, like, kings are coming from your lineage. And just here's, if you didn't know, (laughs) David is of the lineage of Judah. Right. That's his ancestor. Right. And which, which city is in the region of Judah? Bethlehem. Who's born in Bethlehem? Well, Jesus, but not just Jesus. Also, David. David. Yes, He's from city there. of David. So, yeah. In, yeah, it's just crazy. All these connections. It, it, it's just it's wild, and this still gets me. I think I've said it on this podcast before, but I'll say it again. I don't know. I don't always walk around every day believing I live in like a Lord of the Rings type universe, you know. Yeah. But we do. Huh. Prophecy exists. Uh. You know, this stuff's like reality. This is crazy that there's all these voices speaking about this person who's going to come and change history forever, you know, and then he does. Uh. And it's wild to me that especially the people who were steeped in this, so like the Jewish, you know, Jews in Judaism, that they, I don't know how you can't see Jesus as the fulfillment of it. But, and and that is so true. But uh, I think even when you say it like that, like, I don't. I don't walk around thinking that I live in a Lord of the Rings deal. Yeah. I think a lot of people look at the Bible like they look at a Lord of the Rings movie, where they mm-hmm. go, "Wow, that's a really cool story that this prophecy exists," but still don't realize that 
it's still going on even right now. Mm-hmm. Like we are living in it even now. Christ has said, I'm, I'm coming again. Like I'm going to mm-hmm. raise the dead. I'm going to make everything new and right. Mm-hmm. Like it is, this is our reality. Yeah. This is not just a nice story that happened in the past. Like Christmas is not just something that we're like, oh yeah, it's fine. You know, neat. You know, we're going to remember good. how Jesus was born. No, like that's, that's like the, um, that's like the down payment on the, I don't know, the, the final lottery winning. I don't know what, uh, what the best. The first fruit. Yeah. The harvest. The, the inheritance of, of heaven. Like, yeah. um, like it's, it's, it's all coming, you know, when Christ, when Christ comes back, Christmas is sort of like the, the stamp. Like, yeah, I, I make a promise. Mm-hmm. I follow through. Mm-hmm. I told you I'm coming back. I'm going to, Yeah, you know, I think that's, so that's what the season of Advent's all about, right? This right. Time of preparation. So yeah, you know, we started talking about Christmas. We should before or as we wrap up, Kevin. Most most favorite. What's your most favorite Christmas song and your least favorite Christmas song? Oh, all right. Most famous Christmas. Not song. famous. Not most famous. Favorite. Most favorite Christmas song. I got a lot, and there's some that I want to say, but I'm not gonna. Uh, well, okay, I'll say it. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. That, no, that's my least favorite. Uh, that's my least favorite, Aaron. Uh, not a big, not a big fan of that one. Uh, that's why if you like it, I like one called Christmas and Hollis. Have you ever heard that one? No. That's a uh, kind of a rap song okay. uh, by Run DMC. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's pretty goofy. Okay. So I like some very obscure Christmas songs, but I also love uh, God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. Yeah. Like just when it comes to um, kind of classic Christmas songs, I just love the. The tune of that one. Uh, yeah. right. I'm a. I I'm, I'm actually I, one of my favorite tunes that's been done lots and lots and lots and lots uh, is Oh Holy Night. Mm. Uh, I, I actually really like mm-hmm. Oh Holy Night. There's some really cool versions of it. It's just a peaceful one. And it's a, I think it's a challenging one too, right? Like it's got a range. Yeah. And when you hear someone who has, there was a girl in my church growing up, yeah. incredible voice. Yeah. And she was like 12 years old and she sang that song. Yeah. And it's just like, you get chills when yeah. you hear that song. Yeah. yeah. Um, I must just be, I must be in the Home Alone spirit because they sing uh, Oh Holy Night in Home Alone. Oh, yeah. But then there's the, uh, it's, this isn't a favorite song, but we've been listening to Michael W. Smith uh, music and he does a cover of, I don't remember the name of it, but it's the it's like the theme song on Home Alone. The oh, da, 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 da. oh no, that's not the right song. Ah, I'll have to find it and report back to you. I can't I can't sing it right now, but there's it's the one that that's always playing as he's running around and like fleeing from the church and mm. going to get his house set up mm-hmm. and stuff. So man, I should know that. Yeah. I love Home Alone music. I know. John Williams, right? I don't know. I think he's the composer. Well, Jurassic Park too. Well. We'll report back to you. So, <laughs> but right. hey, if you want to sing some uh, Adventy songs, come hang out with us tonight, Saints Peter and Paul. There you go. Six o'clock. We got Advent services. We're looking for Jesus coming because he said he's going to do it. And hey, he might come back tonight. That's what better place to be than you know in a house. Yeah, jamming house. That'd be great. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Have a blessed rest of your day, Kevin, yep. and you, friends as well.